Well, John, you're a freak. We yeah. were talking about that at dinner. <laughs> you know, you're uh, you're the age you are, and mm-hmm. and you're at a fit level that people aspire to. Well, yeah, you're at you're at, always you're, be better. You're at a Hollywood fit level, honestly. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at Josh Brolin, oh yeah, uh, and and all the people that are that are retraining themselves for for all these movies, you're there. You know, you would ha- you would have to, uh, very little work. You know, if uh, if you were going to be a, a Hollywood star, yeah, you're already are a star, thank you. But Hollywood star. Yeah. My um, as I've aged, I've noticed that you can't tell when you're looking at me, but my ass, it's the ass. Yeah. It just pancakes. It's from sitting at the desk all day. <laughs> yeah. It's flat. It's not bubble anymore. Mm. So I have to really work at that. That's yeah. My... Yeah. And, and and things like hip thrusts and, and what yeah. have you will help keep it. Because look, we're all losing the war against gravity. Yeah. yeah. It's just that we're all going to lose it. Um, it's just a matter of, well, am I going to, am I just going to passively sit here and let it kick my ass or am I going to fight it and just yeah. say, okay, you're going to win, but, but it's, it's going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stretch out the battle. As long as I can. Yeah, yeah right. You know? yeah, yeah. So that's that's what it comes down to. It is a battle. It is a battle. Well, Julie and John are back with me yes. in the studio. Uh, John's back from vacation. Yes. Welcome back. Thank you. And um, uh, if you want to get a hold of us here at the Pod Bay Door, our, our email is thepodbaydoorlv at gmail.com. Uh, any questions that you have, have some good ones today. Um, one funny one for John. We'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, it has to do with death. Oh, okay. Yeah, or incorrect death, and, right. but it's not. Um, uh, again, it's the LV at gmail.com. Send all of your questions there or any one of the formats that you use that you can send those. And if you get a chance, um, uh, hit those uh, iTunes reviews. Uh, we do appreciate that. It helps us keep uh, the show going for you guys. Uh, thanks to our sponsor this uh, this month, actually, CWODesigns.com. Uh, they are not only doing uh, wood decor, uh, custom wood-built decor, uh, but they're doing custom photography, uh, custom framing as well. Uh, check those guys out at CWODesigns.com. Also, as always, because Julie is here, she has a wonderful book, Carved in Stone, a Vanessa yeah. Stone thriller. Uh, check that out on Kindle, uh, Amazon Kindle. And um, uh, she also re- appreciates those good reviews. Uh, so check that out on Kindle. Uh, also, her other book, Barren Waters, uh, uh, that is a, a fantastic book as well. Uh, but as many reviews as you can send over there, uh, give ju- help out Julia. Um, in our dogged pursuit of describing what it's like to live in Las Vegas, uh, I had uh, a gentleman contact me through Facebook. Uh, Andy S. and his wife are planning to move here within the next year. Oh, cool. Uh, I was going to joke and say, stay where you are. (laughs) Uh, We have too many people here already. Uh, But uh, they are moving here, and he has some great questions. He he wants to be... Did you see where they're moving from? He did not. Okay. He did not. Connecticut? Uh, Connecticut. (laughs) They think Connecticut kids. (laughs) See, Julia knows me real well. Um... Uh, he had a couple of questions. She is going to be a flight attendant. Oh, all right, nice. I uh, didn't say what airline, but that yeah, it's uh, Las Vegas is a we're a hub for Southwest. Yeah, I think so. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants to be a dealer. All right. Now I can help him out with questions regarding that, but there's also questions that you guys can help with. Um, he wants to be a dealer. He wants to know how to do that. He wants to know how to break in, uh, and so on and so forth. So I was going to help him with that question. Um, but he, the second question he had, where can he find information about living in Las Vegas? So, uh, what I'll do is I'll start talking about the, the dealer thing. They, uh, the dealers, I went to dealer school. I think everybody knows that by now, mm-hmm. uh, for craps and I, I, it was very quick, uh, career for me. Uh, and I broke in at the golden gate. Uh, I, I dealt quarter craps Ooh. to, Oof. I think a minimum age was 80. Yeah. Yes. Those guys were a grind so joint. fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You think John's cranky. Oh, my God. <laughs> give, give, a, give an 80-year-old 75 cents to play craps. You'll see. Um, but uh, how to be a dealer. Um, I don't know that there's an industry where there's there, it's, there's, it's almost like being a hairdresser, you know, a stylist. You go to school. Actually, it's really not. Even a stylist is a little bit more lofty than a dealer. Yeah. And I'm not trying to chase you away, Andy, but it's a strange system. A uh, hairstylist, for example, goes to school, pays whatever, Paul Mitchell, um, and goes through a four to six month uh, training, uh, gets, ha- has an audition to get their license, and then they get their license, and then they renew that license every year. 
I only know this because my girl tells me it does supercuts. Uh, but uh, dealer, you go to school for four to eight weeks. You do not need a license. And then the school then, if they're a good school, they provide job placement. Uh, and it's not like jo- it's not the half-assed job placement that you see in most places. They actually do. They have inns and and people that they deal with within the break-in joints uh, that will give you a job. You still have to go and audition, but they'll give you a job. But that it's kind of the only thing I've never heard of anything like that. Mm-mm. Have you guys heard anything? Yeah. No. no. De- dealing is very strange. So you go to you go to school. The school that I went to is now gone. It uh, used to be uh, next down on Sahara, next to the Eureka Casino. Uh, they used to have great hot dogs there, but it's gone. I think that's also gone. I think the no, the Eureka's still there. I don't know if they have a restaurant though. Um, but you, uh, it's gone. But there is there are two dealing schools in town, PCI, and that's Paul Charlie Indigo PCI Dealer School and CEG Dealer School. Both of which uh, seem to have good reputations. I don't know because I haven't been there. Uh, but uh, both of them, you would need to go to dealer school to figure out how to you know, deal these games. You can choose um, either pitching cards or dealing dice. You really don't go to school for roulette. Uh, roulette, you start by mucking the chips, which is picking the chips up and, and helping the guy dealing. Uh, then you learn it that way. Uh, you don't want to start with roulette. It's if if you're if you're weak at math, you don't want to be a dealer in general. But you don't want to start roulette or craps for that matter. Uh, uh, so you you either pinch cards or you deal craps. The carnival games like um, uh, the big six wheel and all those other strange little poker games, you learn those on the fly. You you once you're in the casino dealing. Uh, then you ask, hey, can I do that? Or hey, can I do that? And they let you with a dealer watching you. So four weeks for dealing cards, six weeks for dealing craps, nowhere near enough. Uh, you walk out and you're, you're kind of, you're, you're scared to death. And then, you, then you, uh, you're sent to a break-in house. My house was the Golden Gate. Um, uh, used to be the Hacienda, all the, all the ones on the way to um, uh, the Hoover Dam. Uh, mm-hmm. You could go there. It's never uh, Gold Coast. Used to be a break-in house. Um, and then you have an audition. You put on your black and whites, which black, uh, uh, white shirt, black pants, black shoes, and you go and you deal for either a um, shift boss or the general manager or possibly the floorman. It really depends. Um, and then, generally speaking, if you go to if the school gives you the nod, you're going to get the job. And then you're uh, you're put on on call most of the time, or you're given the crappiest shift possible, which is usually grave. Yeah. Uh, and you, you you put in your dues, and you uh, you keep dealing until until you get a better shift, and then you start bouncing, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, uh, basically, basically chasing the money, where the best tokes are. Uh, and, um, so that's basically it, how to become a dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know, another option could be for learning. Um, when I taught at uh, college of Southern Nevada, Mm -hmm. they had a gaming department there. I don't know if they still do. I mean, it wasn't all that long ago that I, that I taught, uh, ESL, you know, in the evening, but they did have a course on gaming. Um, so, you know, that, that, that would be longer. Those are, those are semesters, Yeah. but it might give you that extra time is 15 weeks, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Um, but what John and Julie and I went through at the Venetian, for example, that whole process, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but, um, I, I found that to be far easier than to be a dealer because, you know, you can, being a concierge, you, you it's a social thing. I mean, you walk, it's a retail thing. You know, you walk up, hey, where's the this, or can I get tickets for that? You know, and you can you can fake it till you make it, I guess. Dealing, you gotta you gotta yeah. do it. And if you screw yeah. up, you're talking about money and yeah. houses, money. Yeah, and you, they'll bounce you. And, and you know, another thing to consider because I I even thought of that when I moved here, yeah. or just just to have the knowledge of the games. Um, but you have to deal with a really unhealthy environment in the casino, particularly those old beat-up places like the Golden Gate or the Gold Coast, right. um, because of so many people smoke. So you're 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 subjected to a lot of secondhand smoke. Yeah. Because you know the you yeah. can still smoke in the casinos. Yeah. So it's uh, you know uh, uh, Andy, you know it's um, it's it, all of these jobs. I I I've always said they're they're not hard. They're hard on you. I think the industry is extremely hard on you. Mm-hmm. And if you have a, um, you know, a weaker personality as it regards gaming or smoking or any of the vices, 
um, it, it's going to be challenging. Yeah, we are, you know, for we, sure. I mean, we've all, um, you know, had our challenges. I mean, you know, when Julia was a host, you know, that that's a whole different set of challenges. Yeah. You know, because you're, you're enticed by all these wonderful things here at Vegas, but suddenly you're working here. And all those things now are outside the bubble, and you you, you can't touch them. And but they're there. You they're you they're within reach. So so but but that's generally speaking, that's the best way to break in as a dealer. Uh, you can come in as a walk on. I wouldn't recommend it because, it, you know, it's it's a it's a very specific thing you're learning how to hold the decks, how to spin the ball, how to, you know, rake the dice, and and the payouts. Again, if you're weak at math, boy, I tell you, you better start considering doing maybe something else in the hotel industry because you're going to need to know it fast and you need to be able to get the payouts. And, and, and you know, the hotel might have some nice people that you could make some mistakes. We all did when we were concierge in the beginning. You know, we, we didn't know. Um, but as a dealer, if you start, if you make mistakes, you're, you're dealing with somebody's money. And if you take their money and you're not supposed to, or vice versa, oh man, it, you know it's, it, the the black clouds start circling over your head. Yeah. Uh, however, I don't I, I don't want Andy to get the wrong idea. It, it's a it's a it's a it's a fast paced wonderful business. It can be so fun. Uh, I didn't particularly like it, uh, but I think it was more mainly because of uh, my lack of of. You know, I don't like people, so yeah, it was so. great. You know, <laughs> you know, you don't like interacting. Uh, yeah, in that environment. yeah. yeah so, sure. so of course, what I become a concierge, yeah, brilliant guy. Uh, <laughs> but um, if you if you love all that, if you love the pacing and the people and the talking and the this and the that, it's a fantastic job. Now, talk to me, Andy. Four years later, I think mm. about four years. You'll be a beaten man. Yeah, yeah. it could be. It could could be. be. I mean, but be, 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 I, I was beaten. I, think I was after, beaten. Yeah, I, I mean, I, maybe he's a better man than we are. But um, talk to me after four years of dealing and, and tell me if you still love it. Uh, but um, uh, that's basically it. Now, the other question was, uh, how do you learn um, to live here and about living here? So, Julia, what when you when you came to Vegas, did you study to come to Vegas or did you just show up? Did, I mean, did did life just bring you? No, I came here to go to UNLV because mm-hmm. my father lived here. So I had, um, I was going to go to um, the University of Pennsylvania or Penn State. I'm sorry, Penn State. And um, I chose UNLV wow. because of my dad. Yeah. So I kind of wish so I had gone to Penn State. Lion. Yep. Wow. Yep. But I did not. So I came here because I always wanted to be close to my dad. And, um, Went to UNLV. I actually did the dorm experience, which not many people, this is a commuter school, not yeah, many people yeah, not live many on people, campus. Yeah. Very few, I think a thousand mm. um, comparative to 20,000 that actually right. attend the school. So um, I did one year in the dorms, and then the next year I moved into an apartment. Mm. But no, I just uh, came out here. I, I did fall in love with it though. Yeah. I got my first job my freshman year. At the Sands. Yeah. I was a buffet runner. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. A, a spectacular job. Oh. Yeah, I wow. had to do it for school. You where, had to do uh, the Sands. Sands. I, you had to do 500 hours um, of food and beverage and 500, yeah, and 500 hours of front desk. Ooh. Wow. So I got my F&B at the uh, Sands buffet. I'll say it's F&B. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. And can I just say, buffets are nasty. Yeah, you, yeah. you pull the trays out with the old pork chops on them. Yeah. Which weren't you, good to begin with. This right. is going to disgust John right yeah. now. So you take it to the back. Yeah. You pull out from the oven. Um, it's not an oven. It's like a big steel warmers that they mm-hmm. have it in. They roll them up the hill. Mm-hmm. You pull out the new pork chops. Put the, you know, the one or two or three from the old tray into the new and then pour the the oil and juice all over it and then you you gotta like throw some something on it because it looks so bad you have to throw something green on it like yeah yeah. and then you go out there and you push it back in the hole and people are waiting with their tongs oh yeah i can't wait to get you know i i used to hawk beer you know a candlestick (laughs) park for the 49ers and sometimes they put me in the in the uh, concession stand where i was standing there and they sold the polish hot dog Mm-hmm. And I mean, I the thing is that you we'd show up for a game. They have a game every two weeks, so they would have a box of 
Polish sausage buns that have been sitting there since the last game. You know, and, and in the meantime, in the two weeks, the rats had come in there and eaten through the cardboard and had nuzzled in and eaten through the uh, cellophane wrapper and had nibbled on one of the buns. And I saw it. I said, well, should I throw them all out? I mean, in that package. No, just throw out the one that they ate on. I thought, well, shit, they might have taken a nap in there for Christ's sake and got rat hairs and everything else. Yeah. No, just if they ate on it. No, they just <laughs> sniffed around. That's okay. So they did the same thing with these Polish sausages. They were frozen. And then when we boiled them up, Jesus, there was like greenish type of scum on the top. And somebody would come up to me. Come on, it's a concession stand in a football game, right? What do you recommend? Oh. I recommend you go back to your seat. That's what I recommend. <laughs> this take bottle the beer. of water? Yes. Take the beer and, and, you know, but don't buy this shit. Because it, cause then what they did was when we had leftover the hot dogs or the Polish sausages, they rinsed them off and refroze them and used them at the next game. Can yeah. I just say this has nothing to do with Vegas, but yeah. it's a 20-second story. My very first well, job ever, <laughs> first job ever when I was in high school, I worked at a bakery. It was an old bakery. It had been there way too long. And um, the rule was if a customer came in and you were behind the glass cases and a roach came across, you had to put your hand, you had to cup your hand over the top of it oh. and hide it from the customer. And damned if it didn't happen to me. And I had oh, this, yeah. I had my cu- cupped hand over this yeah. thing and it was fighting to get and it was, the, out. it was the worst oh. job. I mean, disgust. Yeah, I had a cousin that worked at the Safeway Bakery in Sacramento somewhere, and she said that they would, you know, they would they would mix up the the batter for like the sugar cookies, and a big vat, and the baker would get in there and just roll up his sleeve yeah. and stick his whole arm in there. And oh, they use do. That as, yeah. a, as and then reach up and then just scrape down his arm, and then they, they would do put that. it in the bag and they would put a date on it and they would freeze it. Because the sign outside says baked fresh daily. Well, they're not lying. They did bake those cookies today. Now, the the, the batter and the dough is six years old because it's been in the freezer <laughs> since then. Because there would be date on it. It's like a thousand-year-old egg. Yes, yeah. So yeah. they say baked fresh daily. Well, yeah, yeah. That, they're, they're not lying. It was baked today. Now, the, 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 the arm hairs... That are that are in there. Yep. If you did a, if you if you analyzed them, are you know from the the baker who worked there six years ago. Do you remember on Wednesdays at the Venetian, you and I would sit back in the telecom area yeah, and the, read the, the Wednesday report. report. Yes. yes, it was <laughs> great was because I would always keep that in the back of my mind if I had a if I had a really asshole guest. Yeah. And I say, oh yeah, well <laughs> go there. You know, they only had thirty eight demer- forty demerits, and you got closed down. Yeah. So, so it was always be you know Jose's Taqueria, yeah, and mm-hmm. and a few other ones, and you know Chinatown, China restaurants in Chinatown, and some of the you know the the demerits were like oh the ref- the light was out in the refrigerator. That's, That's dumb. Okay. Yeah. But another one was a dirty toilet plunger sitting on top of an open bag of rice. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was the best. Well, I've got I've got one, but I'm gonna have to steal it from uh, from a friend of ours. We actually recently just visited uh, after a long time. Uh, gone our, our buddy Fred in, uh, in Valpo, Indiana. Yes. Uh, Fred was in town for a conference, and we uh, had a, a fantastic uh, dinner with him at Joe's Stone Crab. I have to say it was amazing, as was the bill. Yeah. Thank you, uh, But if you want a, a fantastic meal, uh, Joe's Stone Crab in, in Caesars, that's a, it's a great place to go. However, so Fred, uh, Fred uh, he told me the story a long time ago. He, uh, I have the benefit of never having to, uh, worked fast food. I never worked fast food. I never slang beer. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, so I was, I was lucky in that way. Fred worked at Taco Bell. Oh, now, oh again, boy. This doesn't have anything to do with Vegas, except it was Fred, our buddy. Uh, and uh, Taco Bell, of course, deals with a lot of cheese. And they would receive their nacho cheese in giant five-gallon tubs like you would see at Home Depot, like paint tubs. Oh. Uh, and there would be a, uh, he called it, they called it a the, the cheese jackhammer. And all it was was a heating element that they would jam down into the thing. Oh. It would heat it up and, and co- uh, you know, they would uncoagulate the cheese and then they would distribute the cheese wherever it needed to go. Well, as you guys have said, you know, with the hairy arm and, and, the, and the roaches, uh, there's no effort to clean anything. So there, had, there was cheese on the jackhammer from probably the opening of the store. Oh, yeah. that is disgusting. So, you really have to think about this stuff. Oh, we have eat. enormous <laughs> trust in our, in our food industry. Oh, God. You know? yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's amazing how rare you, you hear your friend, oh, I was sick all night. Or, but you don't hear it that much with the thousands of people eating every single day. Yeah, and people put up yeah. with it. You know, even when I was in high school, my parents' friends, would, they try to start a conversation with me. I don't want to talk to you. 
you know <laughs> like i said i'm 17 so john do you have a part-time job well i didn't but i said yeah I, yeah what do you i work at mcdonald's well, what do you do i carry the horseshoes out back that's what i would tell them <laughs> but yeah so ha ha yeah but you know there's always been jokes about how how filthy those places are oh, yeah, yeah. My, my father had a house in belmont california which is on the peninsula uh, not far from San Francisco, and there was a a restaurant like Taco Bell, but it was it was a local area. I think it may have only been the only one called Taco Charlie, and my dad's house was right behind it, and he had he had he was a rental house, but he had these rats that looked the size of cats, and he says they're getting fat from Taco Charlie because that's where they were coming from. Did mm. you see them running up there? So he had to set you know, a, a poison baits for them mm-hmm. but these rats were, were huge and they were getting fat because of taco charlie yeah. so you know it's kind of reciprocal i mean we don't know what the rats are leaving behind for the for the customers of taco charlie Ugh. well th- th- yeah but you know but las vegas is no different you know i mean we just have to happen to have i think per capita more restaurants than yeah than, you, know, you know i saw something i couldn't believe the other day you know golden corral i mean yeah. these are like low level i mean never been there Oh, they're awful. But, oh, they're terrible. But they're terrible. But the thing is, you go into a city like when I lived in Vancouver, Washington, we don't really have buffets, so mm-hmm. that's what they had. They're opening one in Henderson. Why? Why would you open up a shitty buffet in Las Vegas of all places or this area? If I want to go to a, a nasty buffet, I'll go to the Gold Coast for five ninety five, uh-huh. or even Sunset Station, which isn't great. Yeah. You know, so why? And they're opening up in, in the, the one of the old Toys R Us stores. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we'll see how they do. So, so they asked the, the about finding out information uh, when, uh, before committing to Vegas, and you know I, I, that was an interesting question. I, I don't know that there's a uh, uh, there isn't a single website you know that you can go to to learn the most about Vegas. You definitely have to learn when you're here to live yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean you can you can go to if you want to know the the social activity, uh, you know, Seven magazine, uh, what's on where magazines, but those are pretty common to any city. Um, but as far as learning about Las Vegas, honestly, the, the, when I moved to Vegas, it was it was after vacationing here. It was, you know, uh, face-to-face meeting with people, talking to people, talking to dealers, talking to, you know, hey, what's going on here? What's it like? Now, uh, Julia being, you know, in the financial industry, you know, and, and I have a small background in it, you know, moving here right now, for example, would, would if you're not looking at the apartment industry or, you know, that buying a home here is difficult. Uh, if you're a first-time home buyer, or if you you know don't necessarily have a lot of saved up cash, uh, it's a seller's market here in Vegas. You know, and we're and we're getting crazy again. You know, it's it's a very difficult market to yeah. to uh, transact in. So maybe a year. I don't know. I don't know if a year is yeah, enough. I think a I year know. it's it may be worse. Mm-hmm. But if you're, we're low on inventory. Yeah, yeah, low on inventory. I mean, uh, people are uh, California's coming in and you know spending thirty, forty, fifty thousand over uh, invoice, <laughs> over appraisal, <laughs> over invoice. <laughs> yeah, I'm selling cars. We were talking yeah. about cars earlier. Yeah, um, you know. But you know, when I came here in '99, now the internet was was around, but it really wasn't. It was in its infancy, yeah. and I'm in Japan at the time. Yeah. Um, what I could do is I could buy, I could find at the Tower Records in in, in Tokyo, uh, I could find the Sunday uh, Review Journal, the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Of course, back then, you know, you still saw a lot of ads for for jobs were still in the newspaper. So I got a pretty good feel of the city and what it was like reading the real estate section of the newspaper, looking at the one ads. Uh, to see what what jobs were in demand and what have you, uh, but nothing beat coming out here. And I stayed at the budget suites for for six weeks. Now I was able to afford that in the sense that I was a teacher and I was off. So I stayed there too. Yes, budget, budget with blue, suites. Did you have blue carpet? Yes, the yeah. blue carpet. <laughs> yes, and and I came out here with the ferret and we stayed there. The ferret and you know Julio. It was Julio. Julio. And I remember the lady asked me, "What do you got in the cage?" I said, "It's a ferret." What's that? And I told her, I said, it's a weasel. Does it bite? I said, well, you stick your finger in there it's and poke him. rat. Yeah. She said, well, does, does he make a lot of, he doesn't make any noise. I said, he sleeps 22 hours a day. She said, oh, sounds like my husband. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyhow, so I, I would say that. I mean, if you can come yeah. out and, and don't just stay on the strip mm-hmm. because that's not where we stay if you live here. I mean, oh, yeah. you don't need to know, to me, the biggest adjustments to living here than any really anywhere else is going to be the the, the summer weather, 
the heat you know yeah. not many places does it get to be 110 mm-hmm. 115 yeah. degrees so. you know we're experiencing uh what, what is called a monsoon right now which yeah. is when we, we we have the fortune of keeping our heat which is 110 113 and then we're going to bring in 90 to 100 percent humidity yeah, yeah, yeah lovely. It's, it's just horrendous and i i watched a i i'm, I'm taking a trip to orlando relatively soon and i watched a, a, a youtube thing about them complaining about you know being hot there and i'm like i don't know it's yeah. pretty bad here. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, yeah, and our humidity here doesn't last long. It might no. be a day or two. Couple it goes, of days. comes back. It goes. Yeah. So you know, when, when having lived in Asia, where it is, you know, it it, it will be humid from June first until September, yeah. and it's just just not going to let up. You know, it's not like that yeah. here. So now I, I know that every city has um, its bad part. You know, uh, in Denver you didn't want to go south. In Phoenix you didn't want to go east or south. Um, here, uh, now correct, correct me if I'm wrong, studio, uh, north. Yeah, I agree Now, now Northeast. Yeah, yeah. Northwest is okay. Northwest is okay. Yeah. If, if you hear northwest, what happened in the northwest, they overbuilt and then it crashed. And so then you could you could get a great a big steel. house for yeah. a, a steel. It was a steel. Uh, but the infrastructure was really nice. Uh, but as far as specific areas, you know, I mean, we're, uh, where the studio is now, I mean, we're talking south, where are we, southeast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that's fine. Southwest is okay. Um, Henderson, uh, it's split in the middle. Henderson, uh, Nevada is either really old and quaint, really old and, and awful, or brand new. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and, and so there, there's a, and, and, and priced accordingly. Yeah. Uh, Summerlin, for most of us, is too goddamn far. It's just, and the freeway system, we're undergoing a, 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 a just a painful freeway upgrade. And so nobody wants to live out there. But it's a very nice place. I love it. Uh, Mountain's Edge, uh, which I spent a very brief time in with a new house. Luckily, I was able to get rid of it. Um, uh, beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, didn't have any infrastructure. Now, I guess it's just crime-ridden. So yeah, hmm. yeah, oh, wow. I, yeah, and it's it's just awful. It's from a beautiful what I hear. place, though. Yeah, I know it's just amazing. Uh, but uh, southeast, southwest, great place to stay. We have a abundant apartments. They t- they can't stop building them. I know, and they're yeah. nice. Yeah, they're very and nice. another thing to nice. consider when 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 you're moving is if you have kids. Yeah, and and a lot of people will look to see how good is the elementary school because they usually move with small kids. But I say no, don't do that. If you're going to be a long term, look at the middle school and the high school. There's a lot of good elementary schools, you know, that get pretty good ratings because kids are generally pretty docile at that age. It's when they start to become middle school and high school that the issues arise. Um, so look at look at the the relative value there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Nevada overall ranks very low in education, but a lot of that is is just brought down because of of certain. You know, you you will find pockets of where the schools are really pretty good. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't complain about where I live in Henderson. I've mm-hmm. been there eight yeah. years, and, and you know, I'd say hey, it's really nice. I like that Green Valley. Anthem area there. Yeah, so. it's very nice. Yeah, it's nice I will there. say this for anyone who's moving out here. What was his name? Andy. 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 Um, I went, um, we voted in Nevada recently, and there. Um, I went to Gramercy Park. Mm-hmm. It's this amazing, I didn't realize it was apartments, mm-hmm. but um, it's an apartment complex that's designed to look like New York. And you literally go downstairs, there's a bar there, there's a coffee shop, there's mm-hmm. um, a health place where you can have shakes made fresh pressed juice mm-hmm. and i just was like oh my god they didn't have this when i was coming up yeah it was, it's, it's gorgeous yeah and another nice thing about this area because i looked at other areas when i live in california where the greed and the building they there's no thought to it yeah. let's just build up a bunch of houses so we can make money right without a thought of you know you're just clogging up all the streets now with more cars yeah. and a lot of the areas here are master plants so they have to have so many parks for the area. The streets are nice and wide. Yeah. There's walking paths. So, you know, even where I'm at in Henderson, it's, it's, it's that way where, you know, they were already zoned for certain areas. Um, if the developer is going to put so many houses in, he has to have an area, a recreational area or something like mm-hmm. that, some open space uh, with greenery. So there's a lot of parks uh, here. And even, you know, Summerlin was the same way. It was master plan. They, it they was. set it out. To, this yeah. is how we're going to do it. Instead of like, let's just build a bunch of houses and see what happens. Yeah. They called a PUD, a planned urban development. Yeah. 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 And it's probably designed by PUDs. Yeah. 
<laughs> giant puds for sure. <laughs> but uh, now the the last part of the question, which is is more of an interpretation on my part, but uh, the, the people have asked me, what is the atmosphere like working in Las Vegas? Is you know, and we've talked about it being, we've already talked about the the evils of the, of the giant corporations. But what they really mean when they ask me that is, is what is it like as far as the, the socialization? What is it like? Now, when we had dinner recently, John, with, with Fred, we talked about our, tra- our training, the 12 weeks that we had prior to opening the Venetian. And it was um, admittedly the best time we've ever had. Yeah, it was uh, Professionally great. speaking, it was so we had to deal with the public. Right, exactly. <laughs> I know, they ruined everything. Uh, but uh, what, what would you guys now, Julie, go all the way back to hosting. Mm-hmm. What Was that socially, was that difficult? I mean, were, you know, as far as your work community, did you even participate? I mean, did you have friends? Did you? Did you oh, I had a blast. You did. It was the best time. Yeah. Like you say, your best time professionally mm-hmm. speaking. The Rio is probably my best time professionally speaking. I had mm-hmm. a great, um, we had you know, I worked in VIP services and then I went upstairs to hosting and I was in party mode back then. So mm-hmm. I was having a blast. Mm-hmm. I would get off my shift 10, 30, 11. Um, I had my party bag. I'd put on my dress and my heels and I'd head out to Club Rio and meet the meet the crew. They didn't really have strict rules back then. Mm-hmm. I had just turned 21. So I was kind of, you know, I had a blast. It was great. Wild. I was wild. You were wild. I was. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun. Even, you know, even with people we didn't work with all the time, like the front desk people. And and since I was older, you know, I, I started there when I was 40, and I was the oldest concierge, and I was, you know, probably 15 years older than most of the people at the front desk. Um, I always, you know, I never felt like I was alienated because I was old. and I was kind of like everybody's big brother. And, you know, I, somebody come up, oh, I got to pass a drug test. Uh, I can help them detox. <laughs> yeah, come see the old head, you know, about, about, about detoxing and, yeah. you know, boyfriend troubles, girlfriend, whatever it was. They were talking. They all seemed to come and spill to me. Yeah. Um, so, and then if you know a lot of the hotels, they, they, they have you put on your name tag where you're from. Because, like, nobody was born here, really, who works in, not very many. You know, yeah. you, it's hard. Most people come from somewhere else. So it's not clickish like that yeah that, that was actually one of the words they use you yeah. know is it clicky and I don't, I don't think so i mean we're certainly not a steel town you know we're, we're not a blue collar everybody very yeah. tight-knit i i think because of the transient nature of, of what las vegas is uh but uh but no i don't think it's clicky no now now that. no more so than it is being clicky in a club i mean you know we we all have our you know people we go out with like julia when you were hosting i'm sure you hung out with the beautiful people you know i mean it, it was yeah. fun oh, yeah, yeah it was fun, it was fun. Oh, well, we did the same thing you know we're talking about the the employee dining room yeah. at the venetian uh we'd come in you got your tray where am i going to sit you look around and you look for a, a similar uniform well, you, because yeah. you see you could sit down i mean i once in a while i sat with the dealers and talk but we didn't we didn't handle the same you know our jobs weren't the same right. we really didn't have much to, to well, talk about dealers were 20s you know they were yeah. they were throwing the food down their faces to, yeah. to get back in the pits. Yeah. You know we had we had full hours, didn't we? Have yeah, 30s? we had. Did we have thirties? I think. Yeah. We had an hour. Yeah. And we had an hour. Was that what? I we think had we hour? had an okay. hour. Now you mentioned drug testing. I yeah. guess that's one thing we could tell Andy about. Um, uh, the, the Venetian, if I remember right, yeah. or at least I did it. Uh, we uh, it was hair. Yes. yes. Okay. It was hair. Yeah, you guys did hair? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, well, in in town, there's basically two different drug tests. You can do blood or hair. Um, uh, I never heard anybody do urine. It was mm-hmm. always either blood or hair. Um, but hair was uh, is supposed to be the most comprehensive, and uh, and and carries the most uh, information the longest. Uh, so definitely be you know watch out for that. Now, I've also been asked many times about the marijuana issue as it regards employment. Um, no, they're not. They're not re- really becoming more tolerant. I mean, they may give a couple of extra hundredths of a point um, in the hair test or blood test as it regards marijuana usage. They might let a little slide, but I don't think they're changing much. I don't do you? think so. No, you got to you got to be clean yeah. when yeah, you go. You in do, there. and they don't have a sense of humor because when I went in there and said <laughs> drug testing, I said, "Okay, I'm here for the drug testing. What drugs do you want me to test?" And <laughs> Of course you did. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Well, you've, you've had most of them. Yeah. yeah you, 
You've well, had the you know, ones they, that nobody knows about. Yeah, well, anymore. they had they had uh, you know at the head shops they used to have the uh, the the detox, yeah. and you, you drink a lot of water, and it t- takes and there's other things you can do to try yeah. to flush out your system. Or the but, hair strippers. Yeah, yeah and, and we had you remember diversity. Jay, yeah. our, our <laughs> right. colleague Jay, the Cuban guy, yes. and he had applied at a bank, and mm-hmm. he was full of drugs, and he was saying, "Oh, I got to take this drug test in two days." And okay, here's what you got to do, Jay. And anyhow, he took it, and it came back inconclusive. So I thought, well, you got, you got, you didn't get quite enough out, but you were just too polluted to begin with, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it just came back inconclusive. So they got to do it again, and I just stay clean for a few days. Yeah. So don't don't think the the recent uh, congressional and state approval of yeah. uh, of marijuana is that making any difference. I wonder uh, if it's as fun as when we were. I wonder if it's as fun now. Like if I was if I was twenty one, working now, would I have had as much fun as I did back then? Well, you know that that's 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 a great question, and actually one of the questions that was coming up for John. Seriously. Oh, good. Uh, it, it 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 said John, and this came from Pete. Okay. It, I I didn't write down. Oh no, Pete from Podbean. Podbean Pete. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Could you jump back into being a concierge now? Absolutely not. I couldn't do it. I oh, I hell I'd no. be fired by the end of the day. Don't Probably. sugarcoat it, John. Just say it like it is. <laughs> well, you know, it, it would depend. I could do it in the sense that if I'm retired and this is like, okay, I'm retired. I got money coming in. I can go with the damn the torpedoes approach. Mm-hmm. You know, I can go there and be relaxed. I don't need this job. Exactly. If I get a bunch of shit from somebody, just say, here, here's the magazine. You make your own goddamn tour and leave or whatever. You know, I don't need to, I don't need to, to deal yeah. with it. But to sit there and have to kiss somebody's ass eight hours a day because I need the job and, you know, and then, and then I have to deal with, you know, there's cameras on me all the time. I can't even scratch my nose without, without Rob Goldstein in the office upstairs watching me, yeah. Yeah. you know, or, or whatever. Um, no, I couldn't do it. How about you? No. Julia, no. No. I often do think about. Now, Julia did. Oh, yes. I did. She went I back, did. but not right now. She went back, how many years? 2008 when the recession hit, the yeah. company how, what, I worked for closed. What was the time? Closed. So it was five years. Oh, my God. I quit in 2003 at the Venetian. I went to the win in uh, the end of 08 okay. when so everything really fell to shit. Too much time. So you uh, actually can answer this. I can answer honestly. Yeah. Um, it was very much just to get through it. I, I mean, I stepped right back into the role. Sure. There were different shows and there were different restaurants, but yeah. it's the same old shit. Yeah. So um, I stepped right back into it. I literally went and I had my game face on and... I just did my shit and got out of there as fast yeah. as I could. Yeah, you know, you had told me about that when 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 you went back, and I remember thinking about that. And it's just like when you watch on the news that you know an, an airplane had to make an emergency landing because they had really rough weather and mm-hmm. passengers were being thrown around. And you're reading that description, and you think, "Oh my God, that must have been awful to have been on that plane." And you can really empathize, and, and it's almost a terrifying feeling. Like, gee, what if I would have been on that one? And when you said that, I thought, oh, I had the same feeling. Like, oh, that must have been awful. It was awful. I had to go back there. And it must have been almost like a nightmare in the sense that, so, don't you always, don't, I mean, I've had these dreams in the past where, like, I'm teaching again, but I don't remember what it is that I'm supposed to teach. I don't know where my classroom is. And yeah. I'm late. And these are all things that were so, you know, opposite of what it was. I was always on time. I was always early. I always had no. And it's just like, uh, why am I? Do I actually teach a class here? And people are waiting for me. And it's kind of that that nightmarish feeling. I had a dream similar to that. I, I dream often that I I was I was didn't get it. I, I didn't graduate college. I was short, and I didn't realize it until now. Oh. Yeah, I woke up and my mom. And you got to go back to school. Yeah, she said you were one credit short. You don't. You haven't graduated. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. And you got to go back oh, and I wake up and I'm with just, a millennial. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Now, my answer to that, to my own question is a resounding no. I could not go back yeah. uh, primarily for, listen to Julia, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't go back. You should never. Uh, primarily for the reason John said um, is uh, uh, I, I can't, I've been gone from it too long um, and I can't deal with the corporate structure. It is, and especially now with the with the, what's coming, you know, all the stuff that came out of Hollywood and all that. Everybody's afraid to say anything or touch anything, or yeah, it, it's it's too much, I, and I can't do it. And and I have, I would find it almost impossible to answer to someone within the industry again. So I I, I applaud Julia. Uh, you know, it's a, it was an unbelievably yeah. difficult thing to do. Yep. And so I mean, I, I I couldn't do it. I mean, there's several jobs I couldn't do in general. You know, uh, even to save my life, 
Uh, but to go back to that, that would probably be like last time I left. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You, you know remember what it we felt had, like? We had the guy, Gary Dickover. Yes, we talked and about we him. We talked yeah. about yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, Gary. Okay, and you remember that, did, did you tell him about... Uh, uh, when he had to go back to, when you yes, saw him he, working at Harris or we t- we spoke specifically okay. about that I mean yeah. to let you know actually the last thing uh, uh, about bouncing around for the money uh, people do that all the time and it depends uh, dealers do it because the tokes are higher the tips are higher from house to house and we would all you know it, it's a very common thing to bounce around for the different money it's a lot like you know uh, like loan officers they'll go wherever they're going to get paid better but uh, uh, Gary Dickover yes and that was his name uh, 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 he, he was very sensitive about his name. He spelled he it with two R's. Yeah, yeah, yes, he did. Uh, he was a, uh, a mid-level executive at the Venetian, um, director of suites. I think director of suites, whatever they, Good whatever memory. euphemistic thing yeah. they wanted to use. Um, and he, he was, he came in. He came in with a big head of steam. He was going to make all these changes, and and uh, he he was met with a lot of negativity because he just approached everybody wrong. He was, was socially inept. terrible bedside yeah, terrible. manner. Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Well, uh, unfortunately, because Vegas is the way it is, it is a small, small town, which is why you don't act like a pud. Yeah, you that's know, right. You don't. You you can't act like a jerk here because you'll start. You'll be a dealer, and suddenly you'll be a, a management, and then you'll be a dealer again. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what happened to Mr. Dickover. He was director of suites, relatively lofty position. And the next time I saw him, he was taking tickets at Planet Hollywood. Yeah. 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 At the showroom. So you got to be careful here, Andy. So don't be a schmuck. Yeah. You know, uh, do your, like Julia said, keep your head down. Uh, do your job. Make a couple of friends if you can. But if you can't, just go home. And Yeah. And you if know. you remember, there was even a, there was a casino host who was pretty high up. I just remember his name was Dale. Yeah. He was a good guy. And then when he got let go, he became my pool man. Wow! Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> Did he really? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because I had I had that house that I was running in Pecoli Ranch. Yeah. I had a swimming pool, and turns out he's he's a pool guy. So I said, okay, well, he was a good dude. So you know, any any any, you know what? Especially now, any man who's got a job, hey, good on him. Yeah, you know, for it, real. it doesn't matter. What well, I remember doing. you you told me about that story about Gary, and and it was like we softened towards him, and we both yeah. felt some empathy. Yeah, because sure. you know he came in and it was a bad situation. There was another guy there, it, you know, um, uh, Daryl and uh, Morris, I think his name was, mm-hmm. and he, he he showed up and he he had a pretty high end position with a Venetian. He got fired. Mm-hmm. He went to New York, New York. He got fired. He came back and then he was at the spa at the Venetian. So it's like you have all this baggage, but you know the strip isn't that big. And even though there's a lot of people working it, it's like a lot of industries. It's incestuous yeah. in that regard. Oh yeah, Everybody and you got a, you know, you got a. I hate to use this term, but you got a cowboy up because mm-hmm. every once in a while, like or cowgirl up, and yeah. Julius, you know, you got to just kind of suck it up, and you're gonna see people that you don't want to see, you yeah. know, because they're all they're all in this weird sort of toilet bowl, just going around job to job, and yeah. sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. So yeah, yeah, but uh, all right, guys, we got some questions. We already covered one for John. John, uh, Jonathan from Twitter uh, uh, made mention. He thought he was he was fact checking you. Okay. And I and I think Jonathan's wrong, but All I right. want to make sure. All right. Uh, he said the author Thomas Wolf, right? No, not, uh, not uh, Thomas, Tom Wolf. Tom Wolf. Yeah. Uh, John referred to Mr. Wolf as being dead. Yeah. Jonathan thinks he's not. You know, he is dead. He's, he's very not. dead. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's uh, all indications. That Wikipedia has got him yeah. as dead and yeah. everything else. So, so, but that uh, I thought that was a strange one. So, but they're listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, the yeah. reason I put the question in there, people are listening. Yeah, and he's only died recently. So, yeah. um, you know, in fact, I saw a magazine. You mentioned him. At, at, the, at the airport. <laughs> yes, because I mentioned when he died. Now, Harlan Ellison also died recently. Now, it wasn't a big fanfare about that, but he's a prominent science fiction writer. Yes. Uh, and others. He, I mean, he was ma- mainly known for that. And if you're a fan of the Terminator films, look at the very end. And there's a tribute to Ellison because he was going to sue James Cameron for basically stealing his ideas. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. But so anyhow, he got that accolade at the end, you know, okay. to tribute to Harlan Ellison. He passed away, I think, uh, two weeks ago. But, yeah. but anyhow, yeah, Tom Wolfe did die. So. Yeah. So the author, the, the, the famed author, Tom Wolfe, is, yeah. is, he's gone on. And he was old. He's in his late 80s, I think. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. But I, I appreciate the question. Yes. Uh, yeah, for Because sure. it shows a, a real, you know... Um, detail to the yeah. listening you know uh all right julia here we go um where's the young lady i don't know why I, my my writing is so poor um well it says oh okay uh, uh savannah 
Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. So, well, am I right? It's horrendous, horrendous. <laughs> All the years of college, no, no, no penmanship. Uh, Julia, this is from Savannah, and this came from Facebook. Uh, are you uh, back to back to Julia's knowledge, encyclopedic knowledge of strip clubs? Yes. Yeah. Uh, sure. And the male ones. Yeah. Yes. Are you allowed to touch ones. the male strippers? And I honestly, I I, I had a f- I had a friend uh, that was part of one of the strip clubs, and and used to be no, you couldn't touch him. What what's the what's the deal, Julia, for all those girls out there? I remember, um, I. I I went upstairs. Um, Olympic Garden used to have an yeah, upstairs yeah, that was yeah, men, yeah. and I did go to a bachelorette party once, mm-hmm. and we went up there. There was plenty of touching, okay. and the, the men were not upset by it. Well, so, no, well, no. And, no. and if guys are, they need to lose <laughs> well, their man card. Well, that's the other thing. You know, we've been in strip clubs. With the, the, one of the girls comes and sits on your lap. I mean, there's yeah. obviously physical contact there. Sure. Yeah. So they're I mean, bold. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I can't she, save now. Well, how about the thunder from down under the shows, the mic, the magic mics and the thunders? Are you, you're not really allowed to touch them. No, you? you don't touch them. Okay. No. They just, Do they get close enough, though? I mean, I haven't. Oh, yeah. No. No? Oh, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, that yeah. I know. They'll do handstands on the girls and... Oh, okay. Oh, no, yeah. They're rubbing on their heads. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. They're, they're way, they can yeah, catch cause, them. Cause, yeah, because we've seen shows. Remember, it was, mm-hmm. was, there was one called, I think it was called Hot Chicks or... At the Golden Nugget, it was yes. a midnight show. We yes. went there. You know, you watch it, it and hot chicks. yeah, they were hot chicks. But but yeah, they didn't come out in the crowd or anything. Of course, they yeah. they weren't on poles either. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, uh, Julia. Second one is from Stana, and uh, it, it's an it's also again mentioning the strip clubs. Um, do you do you think it hurts women? Do you think it hurt? Uh, and I think she means. Um, Socially, yeah. Do, do you think it's uh, uh, it denigrates them? Not if they choose to be there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And of course, you know, John and I, uh, he used the term marginalized, which I think is 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 overused and a misnomer for what people are wanting to use it for today. Uh, I'll tell you this: there's two camps of strippers out there. Yes. There's the ones that, when you go back into the light. You can see track marks on their arms. Yes. Yeah. And then there's the kind that are actually killing it, mm-hmm. driving up from California. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, on the weekends, they are teachers during the week. Mm-hmm. They come out here and they make a couple thousand dollars on the weekends and go home. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we were at a place and I was talking to the to, to the woman there who was older than most. You know, she was probably in her late 30s and she had a, a son in, in, in high school, she told me. Uh, and same thing, came in from California. She had a great figure. And, and kept in shape yeah. and you know it's it, you know yeah she she slides up and down on a pole and and she talks to guys and she makes her money and she goes so nobody you know nobody's she, getting hurt nobody's forcing or, her to be there and nobody's forcing her there's not a, this this you know the, the blacked out windowed van rolling around grabbing girls and making them you know go to cheetahs yeah. I, you know but um and there actually are it's a big joke but there actually are girls putting themselves through college yes there are money for whatever they, they need. advertise sure. it that way i mean usually right around may i remember a couple of years ago there was a big stink about this on the news yeah. i forget what it was little darlings or one of the clubs was advertising hey high school grads now you're 18 you're out you need to make money for college come see us yeah you know and oh they're advertising their high school girls well they're not high school girls anymore they graduated yeah and hey you got to make you, you know it's either making money doing that or or, or taco bell and you're gonna make yeah. a hell of a lot more money on the pole yeah that's right so again if it's if you're you know it's your decision to make and if you want to say i'm gonna put up with this bullshit you're gonna have to put up with bullshit whether it's somebody pissed off because they didn't get the the the, the burrito supreme or they didn't get enough sauce on it and yelling at you or just dealing with some drunk. Well, plus it's yeah. very hard to spin on the cheese jacket. Yes. And the ge- it's just <laughs> it's almost impossible. <laughs> but uh, uh, I agree with both of you guys. I, I, I think that it's the girl's choice. Um, I think um, uh, when we talk about our jobs being difficult on us within Vegas, um, keeping in mind that that's, that's a whole different level of difficult. You know, that, that is a hard, hard thing to do. Uh, and um, and to make a living at and to every day get up and go and that that I you know I it, I can't you, imagine yeah you you're, you're being judged and and you got to deal with the rowdiness and the dregs of humanity sometimes people trying to 
make offers i'm sure yeah every make night offers and 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 oh it's terrible so so again more power to them uh but um uh no i i personally don't think it's hurting women uh i, I think um the women may be hurting themselves by doing it and not getting out of the industry but i don't know so here's my question and i put this in here because uh, uh you know i i saw henry uh cavill or cavill uh superman he recently had some difficulties. Uh, he gave a speech uh, recently uh, regarding um, uh, he, somebody asking about dating. He's mm-hmm. a great-looking guy. Yeah, and right for now, sure. I mean, he is just the 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 epitome, perfect Superman. You know, Christopher Reeve, he, he you know was uh, amazing, but uh, Henry is fantastic. Gave, uh, somebody asked him about dating, and he you know opened up his his heart and mind. And answered honestly, it's it's almost impossible. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, and I apologize, but uh, you know, he said it's very very difficult, almost impossible. You know, nowadays I can't even go out, and people don't. And, and this is a, a basically a quote where they think I'm going to rape them. Okay, well, that might might have been an overstatement, you know. And maybe you know, uh, again, he's he's an actor, but he's also human. He might have been searching for a word, and that came out. But at the same time, that word is relevant to the conversation. And now he's apologizing for his, his statements. He's apologizing for his apology. You know, and, and, and all behind this damnable hashtag of Me Too. Mm-hmm. And that was my question. The person said, this is Georgina off of um, uh, Twitter. Jamie. Sp- spelled my name right, though. So that's it's why true. I put the question nice. on Nice. Yeah. Uh, Vegas is where hashtag me too is coming next. Very ominous. <laughs> Does this concern you? Now, I don't know if she means this, this concern me as a resident of Las Vegas, as a former employee of the hotels or me personally, because I'm a giant, uh, I'm, a, I'm a giant pig apparently, uh, for my statements about Gal Gadot, but either way, kind of ominous. It's coming. Me too is coming. Me too's here. Me too's here. Ask, ask Steve Wynn. <laughs> As Steve Wynn. He he got me too'd. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this over to Julia because you know mm-hmm. obviously uh, um, it's safest <laughs> to have a woman <laughs> the woman in the in the studio talk about this. Do you think it's coming? Do you think it's here? I think it's here. Do you think it's do, uh, see my opinion? It's it's Hollywood's problem. It's celebrity problem. You know we've Vegas is has always had this problem. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think we've dealt with it. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, or we haven't dealt with it. Maybe we turned a blind eye. I don't know. Or you, you did, as a host mm-hmm. and as a concierge, you put in a total of how many years in the in the industry? Uh, I started at the Sands in 94. Okay. And I never stopped working. I went to the Hard Rock, okay. went to Rio, went to Venetia. So well, well into a decade. So we're into, yeah, sure. Okay. okay. So, so do you think, did you face it? At any time. One time in all of my years yeah. did I have an issue. Yeah. I took it to my superior. Mm-hmm. It was at the Sands, and they dealt with it, and it stopped. It was one time. It was um, – I. I'm not a very sensitive mm-hmm. woman, I guess you would say. So it has to be pretty – intense for me to be bothered and mm-hmm. i mean we're talking like coming up behind me and grinding on me mm. um it John, was really bad it wasn't me and i was i was um <laughs> make note i was uh let's see how old was i probably 18 there mm. and i the guy was in his 40s it was pretty bad now see see i gotta say a guy in his 40s yeah as i'm as i'm looking as you're looking in the rearview mirror in yeah. the view that's right 40s in the rearview john I can't even imagine doing that. I can't yeah. imagine doing that now. I couldn't imagine doing it when I was You would 25. have never done this. No. This was this is who, overt. Yeah. I mean, who gets behind a person while at their job and grinds on them? No. And just, but it you know, happen. talking about can we meet at a hotel? I mean, yeah. literally things like that. And at first, I, you know, I always try to laugh things off. I don't like confrontation. Call yeah. it a personal, you know, weakness. But I'm not a great confronter of problems. So I just try to push it out. And the guy was just relentless. And my father was the vice president there. Oh boy. So uh, he was a brave, brave guy. He was a cook. Oh. Br- brave guy to come up to me and do this. Now, did he know your father was an exec? Uh, he did. He did know that. Yeah. Oh, and he still, and, uh, still, he still did it. And he was still twerking <laughs> on me. So I went to the, um, to the executive chef and he flipped out yeah. because 
of my father yeah. and that that stopped immediately see that's my question about this whole movement my first question and, and all is still my only question who in the hell is this who is this group that is pushing forward you know is it the is it the 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 gender neutral folks is it is it the sjw's is it the the new college people that have read one you know paragraph of nietzsche and think they're the, the worldly who are these people but my but the biggest question is why isn't it being dealt with in vegas it seems like we did exactly what Julia did. We do. It's you done. Know? And and there's a male problem too. I can't. I have to say that my my the end of my tenure at the Venetian, the concierge desk became a girls' club, and I was. It was made pretty clear that that they were not pleased I was there, and and I and uh, as I left, I made mention of that. But who, I guess why aren't people dealing with it? What what do you think? Have, have you ever had a problem? Have you ever had a a uh, a, a gender or a sexual problem at, at a workplace that he, you had to well, deal with? Well, in high school I did. I mean, I, it, and, it, you know, I, I was 18 or, or just about. I was a senior. Mm-hmm. So I had one of those, you know, bullshit jobs where, where you had a free hour. So I was like a teacher's aide so I could help one of the teachers. And there was a, there was a female teacher, Miss Farmer, who I guess at that time I looked at her being pretty old. She was probably mid-40s. And I'm 18. And she would say, oh, I'd, I'd help her. She was a business teacher. And she would say, oh, John, I, I need you to go into the into the, uh, into the the supply room and, and get some paper. Okay. Now, i got to tell you where the paper's at. It's way in the back. It's on the right side. Here are the keys. Now, make sure you put the keys in your pocket. Okay. Don't worry. I'm not going to leave them in the lock. I'm not going to set them down. So I, you know, I open the door. I go in the back, put the keys in my pocket. A minute later, she follows me in. She goes, oh, I need, I need to get my keys. She goes, oh, that's okay, I'll get them from you. And she puts her hand in my pocket, feels around, gets the keys, right? And I think that, oh, fuck I don't know me, man, this old lady, you know? And I, I mentioned it to a friend, it's just like, whatever. And I hadn't given, and she did that two or three times. Mm-hmm. So finally, I just said, what I didn't really like about her was the fact that she actually made me stay the full hour. And I knew I was somebody else was teaching, oh, that guy's great, man. He just doesn't have anything for me most of the time. I said, well, that's who I want. She goes, well, why don't you try to get out of, you know, Get, get, get reassigned. I said, yeah, but what, what am I going to do? Said, yeah, tell him about, about her putting your hand in her pocket. Yeah. So I did. I went to the guy who was in charge and I said, yeah, you know, I feel a little uncomfortable. She puts her hand in my pocket to get her key. <laughs> well, he he reassigned me. And I got this really cool guy who most of the time just had me go to Jack in the Box, pick up his lunch, yeah. and then I could go home, you know. Yeah. So, but over the years, you know, it, it didn't scar me. Yeah, it was no, me hell. either. No. And, and I don't think, go, looking back now, I mean, I imagine, I mean, she's well retired or even if she's alive, <laughs> that I could, that I have the right to go back and say 30 years ago, she acted inappropriately. You don't. It was too long ago. It was yeah. a different time. Hey, it was the 70s. You know, hey, don't judge that what somebody did a long time ago. And again, memory is malleable. I might even be exaggerating mm. things. But I don't think so. But nevertheless, move on. I think know? most things, and, and I'm, I feel like most things in this country, there's a real issue, right? I'm the the core sure. of me too is a real issue, and I'm sure in Hollywood, it's more prevalent than in any other industry, right? Because you're desperate, you know, you're so close, and you just want to get there. Um, and I'm sure the core of it is real, but we have a tendency in this country to just take it to the to the nth well, power. I, I get confused yeah. because on the one hand, they're they, they're taking people like Kevin Spacey and throwing them under the bus. I know. On the other hand, we elect a guy president who has all of the same issues. You voted for this guy for president. You think that he has the personal qualities to represent you, I mean, as, as a citizen, that that this guy who is just such an utter pig, he's the president. So mm. I'm getting these mixed messages about, yeah. about you know, now Tom Brokaw, oh, he was, a, you know, he was drunk. He knocked on a woman's door. Okay, well, did he, did he tell her that, hey, unless she blows him, that, that she's going to be writing horoscopes? Did he say anything like that? No, he no. was just being a jerk. Okay, it was 30 years ago he was drunk. Whatever, move on. Well, I thought we were actually done with the big announcements, but uh, uh, there, there's a, a very popular podcast and, and network and whole business uh, called The Nerdist, and, and it's uh, run, uh, uh, well, sort of run uh, and, and headed by Chris Hardwick, stand-up comedian. He does um, he does the post-show for uh, Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. Mm, yeah. Um, and he's a pretty cool guy, and he was the, he, he was the rallying cry for the, the nerd nation. They got him. He got me too. Now, now, mm-hmm. but but more and more time, more and more uh, uh, 
people are coming to the aid of the people that are going through this. And now it's interesting. He has more women on his side than have said me too. You know, so it's a very interesting balancing act. Yeah. But but I agree with Julia. I, you know, I, I don't understand why why it's it, it you know this this revelatory thing that people are, are saying me too the hashtag it's brand new it's not brand new we've had it here for a long time yeah we yeah. just didn't name it because we dealt with it and and the other thing is is there people want to be join the club and they want to be oh with yeah. the celebrity I want to be with Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> I want oh yeah me too yeah. I've been abused yeah. and when I look I think that there is a larger issue and it gets so so focused on this but basically a gender issue when it's not. We have a we have created a society that that rewards people for really shitty behavior. Whether you're Donald Trump, whether you're you're uh, Harvey Weinstein, Steve Wynn, your politics may be different. You're all assholes, and what it is, it comes down to abuse of power. That's what they liked about it. For Harvey Weinstein, I'm sure it wasn't the fact that hey, I get to have sex with 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 great looking women. It's that I have power over them. I've now got a notch in my belt with them on it. I've always got this upper hand because that's what they got off on was the power. We saw that even with Adelson at the hotel. He was probably the most abusive son of a bitch I ever had to work with. Yeah. The way he treated the, the people there, he screamed and yeah, he yelled. Rough. And he, it wasn't sexual, he was but yeah. he was very, very gruff and, and, and abusive to people. Comes down to power. We have it where we reward people for that sort of behavior, yeah. for having power. You know, well, uh, go ahead. My fear about me, too, and for all the women listening out there, um, I do believe it's horrible. You know, if you are if you are made to feel that way in a workplace, it's horrible and it should mm -hmm. stop. And, you know, but what I worry about is we, we always stand at this knife's edge where we, we begin to wield it as a weapon and, and we mm -hmm. could destroy a man's life mm -hmm. if he it, I don't know. It, we believe every case before it's been actually proven and we ruin people's lives and i think there there's a really tough line to walk with this well yeah and i mean i, I worry that women um of a of a newer generations are doing exactly that you know they'll go into a job and uh they may be ill-fitted for the job uh, they may not like the job and that, that back in their minds, that, oh, I've always got, I've always got me too. I've always got that, you know, that card to play. It's not a card to play because you're, not only are you hurting the, the, the male, but you're hurting all the rest of your females, all the rest of your gender that, that may have a serious problem, you know, with, with the power, uh, you know, structure. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think it's scary. And, and, and I'm glad certain individuals are fighting back and, and other and women are coming to the aid of men and saying, hey, no, that's not true. That's not right. Yeah. You know, but to answer Georgina, no, I, I don't think Me Too is coming here like a plague of biblical locusts. It's here. It's just there wasn't a name for it. And we deal with it. You know, we're a little bit harder here in Vegas than we are in, in where, Julia? Connecticut. Connecticut, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh I, you know no it's here and we deal with it and hopefully you know we can come together as a las vegas community and deal with it even further um steve went aside i don't know you know I mean, the man had a lot of power and um and i know that like john said about sheldon adelson he was he was a, a rough dude boy you if you walked through one of his casinos and you were whoever not doing the right thing you were gone you know this being an at will state he ran my father yeah yeah. to the ground oh yeah yeah so so you know like john said it, it, they, they start with being an asshole you know and then yeah. and then their social interactivity then stems from that so it's and very our hard. society rewards that behavior yeah you know? now i you see i i look at my remember when i taught in japan and i'm teaching at a girls college all women they're 18 to 20 years old we're okay you know we're gonna do the simon says stand up simon says stand up and all the girls stand up Simon says, raise your right hand. They all raise the right hand. Lift your skirt. Ah, didn't say Simon says. But it was the idea that I felt like, well. <laughs> but do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, but, but no, it's just like, this is kind of creepy feeling for me that yeah. whatever I say, I got these power over this whole group of young, really cute, you know, women. And I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, it just, so I said, we're not going to do that. And I never did it again. I never did any of those assignments, you know. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, it just felt to me, it was, you know, I, I'm Slimy. sure other guys like the Harvey Weinsteins probably got a boner over doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, they do whatever I ask them to do because I got this power. Well, yeah. you know, no, thank you. I don't, I don't need that kind of power over somebody else. Well, 
you know, I, I think this town is, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, it learns from its mistakes. I think they, they, they do a great job. Um, and uh, uh, I, I think we all have learned the hard way uh, uh, how to live here. Uh, yeah. So I guess my ultimate answer to Andy is make sure you know what you're doing when you come in here. Make sure that you have all your ducks in a row. Make sure you're good at math. Uh, and make sure that you understand what Vegas is. We, it, you know, all joking aside, it's not a sleepy little town uh, in Connecticut. It's it's it's, uh, it's fast. It it may not be New York. It may not be L.A. Uh, but it's hardcore. It's fast, and uh, it'll it'll eat you up. Uh, you know, as much as look at you. So I think, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, but I, I'm thrilled to have gone through it with uh, with my two colleagues here in the studio. Uh, all of you guys helped me get through it. Um, I was a little alone at the end there, but I got out because I knew you guys did. Uh, so, but we did have a great time, I think. Yeah, I learned that at the dinner uh, with with, that was with a our great friends. Time. You know, we had some we had some fantastic times, and like Julia said, uh, when she was a host and in her wild twenty ones, uh, she had a great time. So, Andy, I hope you come here and have a wonderful time. But uh, uh, thanks to our sponsor the, this month, uh, CWODesigns.com, home decor, custom photography, and framing. Uh, yeah, check those guys out. They're fantastic. It's CWODesigns.com. Uh, for Julia and John, this is Jamie, and we will see you next week. Thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Pod Bay Door on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Google Play, Tune in and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. Please download, like, and subscribe. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The Pod Bay Door is closed and talent is out. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com. <laughs>